Good morning, everybody. I wanted to just quickly remind you, if you love B2B SaaS and you're loving all these CEOs I have on, remember, you can get all of their data in a big, beautiful spreadsheet at gitlatka.com. That's G-E-T-L-A-T-K-A.com. So I hope you're enjoying the month. I love December. I love the holidays. And here is our program for today. This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Andrew Blackman. He's the CEO of a company called Top Hatter, the world's fastest, most entertaining marketplace for mobile shoppers, where he oversees ongoing business operations within the company. Previously, he was the CEO of Get Me In. Blackman has both a BA and MS degree from Stanford University. Andrew, are you ready to take us to the top? Sure. All right. What's Top Hatter and how do you make money? What's the business model? Yeah, so Top Hatter is um, a mobile discovery shopping app. What that means, basically, we have an app that that consumers use to buy products um, through their through their phones. Most of the products we sell are through an auction format, and it's discovery in that people aren't coming to Top Hat or looking for specific items. They're coming to to be wowed and to find new and interesting products, and that's what we do. So, how we make money? We're a marketplace. Sellers post items up through our marketplace, and we take a, a cut of every transaction. What cut do you take typically? So it varies uh, based on the category and the seller, but on average, our take rate is about 25%. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at like how this works right now on the site. So like I'm looking at right now this T8 smartwatch military quality. It says going once, going twice, bid $16 plus $4 shipping, and Susanna's winning. There's 14 bids. Oh, Catco just bid, and now it's up to 18. So how did this, I, I see the real-time aspect, now it's up to 20. H- like, how are people discovering this in the first place? Are you notifying them because they bought a watch in the past? How do you bring in the bidders? Yeah, so we, we've built up an audience over time, so we've been at this for about six years now, actually. In, in the beginning, we had to, <clears throat> excuse me, in the beginning, you had to build a critical mass. So we would market to, to people, let friends know, let other people know. We started with a very small group. We would run auctions like for a couple hours a day because we wanted to match the supply of the demand. But now today we've got you know millions of consumers coming every day. And what they do is they set reminders on products that they might be interested in. And then they look at the items that are ending right when they're on the site and, and they bid in, the, in this sort of live competitive environment. Um, so it's grown a lot since we started, but it's fundamentally the same kind of experience where we're selling things one at a time in this live auction format. So how many, I mean, give me a sense of like growth. So like in the past 30 days, how many, I guess, is it, you call them SKUs? I mean, are these your, they're not your products. How many items have you sold? Yeah, it's a good question. So we sell about, well, I don't want to disclose too much. I'm not supposed to disclose, but we basically, we do about a million dollars a day of transactions right now. And our average item, you know, this is, the, the kind of stuff we sell is is relatively impulse purchase, so it's you know between between ten and twenty dollar price point on average. Although 
There's stuff that will sell, as you see, for you know over a hundred bucks. Then there's stuff that will sell for less than ten. But on average, we're about ten to twenty bucks, and we do about a million transactions. Sorry, a million dollars of volume a day. Yes, I mean, just to be clear, you're doing about a hundred. You're selling about a hundred thousand things per day. That's a lot of volume. That's right. Yeah. Are these going through? Like, do you have to worry about like inventory management or warehousing or anything like that? Or the the person who uploads it also mails it? Yeah, we don't have to directly worry about it, but we obviously spend a lot of time understanding what the supply chain looks like because our customers, the, the buyers on the site, want to get their products quickly and want to know when they're going to receive their product. And we also need to know how much inventory our sellers have available. So we're a marketplace. We don't take inventory. We don't own warehouses and, and deal with that. But we do work directly with the suppliers that are uploading products to the, to the platform to understand how quickly they ship, how, how satisfied customers are when they get the item, and how much inventory they have available. So we, we, we rely on a lot of data to do that, but we don't actually do the, the heavy lifting of actually owning the, the warehouse ourselves. And I know you said it changes based off the, the bid size or the size of the, you know, the expense of the product, but on average, what would you say you're, you're taking on every dollar that goes through your platform? Yeah, I think as I mentioned, it's about 25%. So, Sorry, yeah, you cut out earlier when you said that, so 25%. Yeah, so this year we'll do somewhere between three and $400 million of gross transactions and our take be between 80 and 100 million. Yep. So good. So you're taking 80 to million, uh, right, obviously into your pocket off that volume. Are, do you have any other big expenses besides uh, paying the seller for the object? Um, well, no. So our revenue is, again, that 25% and our expenses after that, I mean, there's... Yeah, sorry. I was going off the 300 or 400 million. Yeah. So, so... No yeah. problem. So you're paying, I, I looked at it, I looked at it like you're paying yourself 80 million bucks, right? So the other 75%, you're paying obviously out to the seller for that object, or do you have other costs in there that I don't know about? No, that's right. That's So we take the 25% and the other 75% goes to the seller. I mean, I could go into the weeds on that. There's there's some stuff that's that's that goes, you know, that gets passed through. So for example, we charge the seller sometimes for shipping, then the, the seller buys that shipping through us. But that's kind of pass through revenue in general, but the seller gets about 75% and we get 25%. Our costs after that are really, um, well, there's a few things. There's the cost of running the, you know, the site and the cost of, um, you know, maintaining what we do so that, so our gross margin on the, on the 80 to hundred is about 80%. And then below that, we have, you know, a pretty big team and we spend on marketing as well. So how much do you spend per month on, on marketing? Would you say? Yeah. So, um, we're not, we're not sharing that, but we basically, one of the benefits of the business is that because I don't know if you, you it sounds like you've been on the site, you've seen what it's like. We get users engaged and, and bidding pretty actively. So we actually end up getting payback on our marketing spend usually within about 30 to 60 days. So we end up spending, along we end up spending quickly alongside our, our payback so essentially we're trying to operate the business where we can grow as fast as we can right now and pour back as much of that revenue back into marketing as we can provided that we've got payback so yeah yeah company is break even we we essentially are operating it at break even pace in order to grow as fast as we can yep uh, spending more or less than three million bucks a month on on marketing would you say uh yeah, again, I, I, his face is saying right about 3 million. That's what I'm reading here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sounds, I'm just like kidding. Sounds like it's possible. No, I get it. Where, where are you? Don't tell me how much, where are you spending it? I mean, is this like Facebook ads, Google ads? So our, our, our biggest channel is Facebook. Um, because again, what we do is hundred percent mobile and Facebook is the best, most efficient channel to acquire users for, for us. But we do spend a lot of effort trying to diversify away from Facebook because 
as great as Facebook is, like you don't want to be totally dependent on any one channel. So at this point, we spend on a lot of different channels. We spend on Google. We spend even on TV and radio um, constantly trying new things. As I'm traveling the world on planes, trains, and automobiles, you know, guys hear it. I'm closing loads of different deals, whether it's buying a company, closing a new account for gitlatka.com, you name it, I've got to do it. And part of my issue is signing documents while I'm on the road. So I just found this new tool. I'm using it pretty aggressively. It's called Sign Easy. So you can get started for free at gitsigneasy.com forward slash podcast. You'll see contracts that I've signed there and boy, oh boy, are they big and they work and the app is so easy to use. Get started today at getsigneasy.com forward slash podcast. Have you ever sold any uh, digital products or they're all physical objects? Everything we sell is a physical object that needs to be delivered. And then when the product gets delivered, that's when the seller gets paid. Yep. You never consider doing any kind of digital product. What if Netflix came to you and said, hey, it will give you a great deal on a Netflix monthly subscription. If you sell it, we'll give you this percent. Yeah, no, we, we, we could explore all that stuff. Like, yeah, we're not opposed to it. It's just we don't we haven't done it yet. Yep. Uh, and give me, so I've done, I'm curious about this. So I just like dove right in like a hungry shark for these numbers, but go back, give me the history here. What year did you launch the company in? So we launched the, well, I shouldn't say company. We launched the product in 2012. So this is our sixth year. Um, and we've essentially doubled the business every year since we, since we started. Um, so before that, the company, we actually had been around for a few years before that, where we were playing with a bunch of different products, all sort of in a similar space of discovery commerce, but this product that we launched in 2012 was, was the first that really got a lot of traction and just had a life of its own. And, um, yeah, since then we've just been growing. I mean, the, the experience looks very different than it did six years ago. Um, but the underlying, the underlying idea and the underlying business model was pretty similar. Yep. And have you bootstrapped the thing or have you raised capital? No, we've raised capital. So to date we've raised, um, 35 million and most recent round was $21 million. That was really, once the company, you know, the company has been profitable, as I mentioned, been sort of operating at break even. And we, we raised 20, 21000000 million to accelerate the growth. When was that? What month? Year? So uh, we actually announced that earlier this year, but we actually closed it last summer. So you're either right now being bought by a big auction house for a lot of money or you're raising your next round of funding. Which one is it? Well, we're, neither because we're, we're growing. And so and we're and the, the thing about being profitable or you know, the thing about maintaining, uh, you know, a positive, positive EBITDA is that we control our destiny. So we raised, you know, a decent amount of money, but not a huge amount of money for an e-commerce business of our scale. So we have a lot of options still on the table, but the fact that we're profitable means that we don't have to go and raise another big round. We don't have to raise any more money, frankly. Um, we also don't have to be looking at exits right now. We can be looking at, at, at just growing. And we think that within a few years, you know, this is at least a billion dollar top line business. So, Right now, it's it's about execution. Yeah, but if, if you're confident in kind of how your cohorts are performing in terms of your spend and your and your marketing spend recovery time period, you would go raise a billion dollars. So why don't you have complete confidence that the current economics will pan out over a larger sample size? Well, you know, it's not about the current economics. It's about option value for the team and for our investors as well. Yeah, we could go raise a billion dollars to go you know, be as aggressive as we possibly could globally. But there's a downside to that as well, as I'm sure you're aware from talking to a lot of entrepreneurs, you raise, you know, a billion dollars, guess what, 
the options available for you as a company in e-commerce is really just one, and that's to go public at some point. Can't, there aren't a lot of acquirers out there that can that can um, you know create create successful. Yeah, but exits. just to be clear, though, that's not you guys are not in that range. There, are, you've only raised thirty five million bucks. You are at a size where there are still you still have a plenty of potential acquirers. You could go raise additional capital and still have an exit opportunity besides going public. Yeah, and we would we we might consider that, but I think that we are. We're in a position where we can spend aggressively. I'll put it that way. Like we're in a, we we like the fact that the the unit economics are good enough that we get return on that payback, payback on that spend very quickly. We've got you know over thirty million dollars of cash in the bank today, and we can spend aggressively. There might be a scenario where it makes sense to raise more money and go even faster, but that's not on the top of our. Yeah. Where I'm getting stuck, Andrew, is you're saying you're comfortable spending aggressively, but then you're talking about how you still have tons of money in the bank. If you're confident in your growth rate, wouldn't you be spending way more of that? You wouldn't have that big a cushion in your bank if you knew it was going to drive growth. So you must not be 100% confident that it, you actually will get a 30 day payback period. We are. There's, there's other constraints to spend as well. So we are spending aggressively. And that's why the business is doubling every year. And that's why this year we'll do you know, three to 400 and double next year. I mean, we, the, the constraints, if if you suddenly said, let's spend 10 X what we're spending today. If you go to that tomorrow or you go to that within like a week without, without naturally executing your way there. No, I want to know, Andrew, all these questions are trying to frame you so you can share the constraints. I'm trying to get at that. What are the constraints? The constraints? Well, so it's like any other e-commerce business, the constraints are the, how much it costs for you to acquire a customer. And then what, how quickly you get payback and what the lifetime value of those customers are. And if you take your marketing spend and you go 10x, it's going to cost you something more than it costs you today to acquire a customer. That's just, that's just common sense. So, so what we've done is we've been relatively conservative, although, although in some circles you'd consider it aggressive, in that we pour all of the contribution back into more marketing so that we grow our marketing spend but we do it incrementally instead of in one fell swoop. Because if you do it in one fell swoop, there's no way the economics are going to hold. If you suddenly start buying, you know, Super Bowl ads, they're not going to perform. But if you get to a point where a Super Bowl ad is a small percentage of your spend, you can grow into that and and perform. Makes a lot of sense. Andrew, let's wrap up here with the famous five. These are one word answers. You ready? Sure. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, the, the Perfect Store about eBay. I, I love that book. And it, it's goes through a great history of their the business. That is this one, which I've finished recently, The Perfect Store. It's a good one. Number number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Yeah, I think I'd have to say Bezos, um, just with what everything he's doing at, at Amazon, not not just in the e-commerce world, but in the ancillary businesses that are actually now fueling his business. It's, it's just awesome to watch and, and awesome to learn from. Number three, is there a favorite online tool that you have? Yeah, I'll actually also stick with Amazon on this. I think that the Alexa stuff we've been—I've been using it personally a lot at home and trying to like make my house a smart house, and, and that's my 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 favorite thing right now to play with. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, it, it varies widely because I've got little kids, but anywhere between sort of five and seven hours, I think, is on average. So we'll say six on average. How many kids do you have? I've got three. Okay, I've got a, a seven, five, and one year old. That's amazing. And what's your situation? Married, single? Married. And how and how old are you? I'm 41. All right. Last question, Andrew. Take us home. Take us back 21 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? <laughs> I was actually looking at this just before <laughs> I jumped on the, the, the call. Well, 20 years ago is when Amazon launched. So I guess if I could go back and or when I was 20, Amazon launched. If I could go back and tell myself to buy stock, I would do that. Um, but more seriously, I think that just looking at my career, I would tell myself to be more, a little bit more patient. Um, I've had 
a lot of success, but I've been impatient along the way. And I think it's healthy impatience is good, but there's some things that just take time to learn and to understand. And, and, uh, you know, there's flashes in the pan that you've got to avoid. So I, I would say be a little bit more patient. There you guys have it from Andrew at Top Hatter. He would have been a little bit more patient. They launched their product in 2012 and have basically doubled year over year since then. This year, they'll do between $300 and $400 million in total transaction volume. They take 25% of that, so they'll do $80 million bucks in revenue. This year, they have about an 80% gross margin on that $80 million that they make. They've raised $35 million bucks, closing their last round of $21 million bucks late last year. They're doing about a million dollars per Day in transactions, a ten to twenty dollar average price point. So doing at a, you know about a hundred thousand objects per day on a good day. Andrew, thank you so much for taking us to the top. Thank you.